This is going to be a fun year. We have already debunked AI, and now we're going to take on sales and operations planning, SNOP. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another fabulous episode of IBF On Demand. I'm your controversial and not so humble host, Eric Wilson. You can find me at Eric at IBF.org. That's Eric at IBF.org. Thanks for the followers and subscribes as usual. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, all those formalities. Yes, you can do that and, and hope you are following us. I want to thank Arkiva back for another year, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Thank you very much, Arkiva, but thank you people for supporting them as well. So it's a great partnership they have with our community, having some great products and great information available. So check them out, Arkiva as well. IBF has seen huge push to increase adoptions and fundamentals of best practices that are pretty much SNOP. Conferences about boot and boot camps about SNOP, they're on the rise. We're going to have one in June. Uh, we're seeing already attendance start to pick up for that. Assessments that we're doing for SNOP process are up as well. People wanting to know what they're doing, how they compare to everybody else. Inquiries. They're up as well as far as information about SNOP processes as well. On average, we generally saw about 12-15% of companies in our surveys that were starting a new process. That number is as high as 20% now of starting or restarting an SNOP process. So I just want to tell you, you are not alone. We're here for your journey. IBF is, and there's a lot of great information out there for your journey as well. I'm excited. Last year's New Year's resolution was to complete an SNOP book. Well, it may finally come into fruition and be a reality. We're at the last phases now of compiling our SNOP book, so it looks like it's going to happen this year. So stay tuned. And instead of a merch drop like other you know, influencers do, I'm going to have a book drop. And it's something that's actually going to be uh, quite, you know, uh, cost price affordable. And it's really going to be to help foster the knowledge in, of SNOP in our field. With that book, and actually you know, my whole career, and actually SNOP as a whole, would not be here if it wasn't for so many other thought leaders and trailblazers in this field. Today, I have a very special interview with one of those thought leaders that help define and shape this field and is still doing it today with another book, an executive update to his many other books that he has. Bob Stahl is an executive SNOP thought leader, coach, author, educator, expert, and as I said, legend. He has more than 50 years experience. Since leaving the industry in 1981, Bob, was, uh, Bob has counseled hundreds of companies' implementations of fully authentic SNOP processes. 
His approach is explained in several of his books Bob has co-authored. He has been a frequent keynote speaker, corporate meetings, regional, national, international seminars, chapter meetings. As I said, he's a legend in the field, one that his shoulders I stand on, and one of my personal heroes. Please help me welcome Bob Stahl. So welcome, Bob. This is this is truly an honor to have you on my show. It actually, it was a couple years ago. You actually emailed me after one of my podcasts that I did on SNOP that you really, you actually enjoyed. And just to let you know, I, I was like giddy. I was like a little schoolgirl when I got that email. So I, I've always followed you uh, and what you've done. And so thank you very much for being part of this podcast. Now it is my pleasure. Eric. So you actually written six books uh, on SNOP, the most recent one. I hope everyone, I, I said I got a chance to read this over the holidays. Great book. I recommend to the entire audience in it as well. It's kind of that executive update to everything else you've done. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of my audience may know you from the SNOP handbook, Sales and Operation Planning Handbook. Uh, that was kind of like the Bible, and it still pretty much is for SNOP processes. Uh, and that's the one that originally introduced me to you and what uh, you and Tom. So when that book originally came out and you co-authored it with Tom, kind of what was SNOP like then? What were you seeing as far as SNOP uh, back when you originally wrote that book? Sure. When I was in industry, I uh, had the pleasure of hiring a guy named Oliver White to be a mentor and a counsel to develop stuff. And at that time, SNOP didn't exist. But we began doing something we call production planning, which was, even though it was demand-driven, that's a supply term, it didn't really, wasn't a good comprehensive term, but it was, it was putting demand, supply, inventory, and backlog together in a match set so that you could manage them holistically. Um, as we progressed through time, uh, it was in 1986 or 8, somewhere around there, that Walt Goddard and uh, Dick Ling really coined the term SNOP, sales and operations planning, which is a much better term. And uh, a number of years later, Tom and I, I did a, a keynote speech at the Cincinnati anniversary chapter meeting of Apex. And Tom was one of their past presidents, so he was there and was on the future of manufacturing, in which I talked about SNOP and demand anticipation. I Forecasting is a word that carries so much baggage, it's hard to use. But de anticipating demand and preparing for it. And he said, you know, how would you like to write a book after he listened to that? I said, geez, I thought about that, but boy, that's a big job. He said, well, let's do it. And the first book we wrote, Eric, was called Sales Forecasting, A New Approach. And it was the kernel that began the evolution in serious fashion. It said on the, on the planning horizon, it's not linear. In other words, what you need to know tomorrow or next week or next month is very different than what you need to know about next year. And so we began seeing that that, that nonlinear version, you could, you could anticipate volume in the distant future and do resource planning. And in the short future, you had to do the details of scheduling by much high granular detail. So sales forecasting, new approach, we wrote that in, I think we published it in 2002, but we worked 2000 and 2001 putting that one together. That was the first one. And that, of course, led to the rest of them. And there's... There's six books on SNOP, Eric, but there's two others mm -hmm. that we wrote. This is my eighth book here. Wow. Um, one called Building the Customer Demand and another one on Master Scheduling. Okay. The, the first book was just saying, 
gee, this, this body of knowledge is beginning to expand and grow. Let's see if we can document it in some way, starting with the demand side of the business. And that's what we did. Following that, a couple of years later, we did the how-to handbook. Yeah. And I said the hand to, uh, how-to handbook. I said, well, it became the Bible for SNOP process. I, I had it. I've seen it on shelves of you know many other executive shel- uh, on shelves as well. Uh, so it, it, it kind of laid the foundation for what SNOP was. Yes. Now, to that point, some, some years have gone by since that's written. You've, you followed up with a great book on kind of that executive update. But how have you seen SNOP change? Or have you really seen SNOP change over that time? Yeah, it's been a significant major evolution. And as you know, in the Appendix A of that book, I, I measure and document uh, the major milestones of progress over the period of that time. And uh, what's happened is technology has been a great facilitator to enhancing human efforts and determination decision making, you know, uh, coupled today with artificial intelligence. And what happened over time is that lots of people thought it was technology that made us achieve transformational benefits from aggregate planning with executive involvement at the at the at the uh, strategic level. And uh, and that's not the truth. The, the technology is a facilitator or the enabler. It makes people better. But it's people that actually that actually make things happen. It's getting collaborative consensus among all players so that all thoughts are aligned. And there's a behavioral issue when you do that. If you show people uh, data, uh, put it on a holistic view in front of them, they're going to see different things. The marketing people are going to see it from one angle or one prism. The operations people will see it from another, the financial people and so forth. So you get disagreement. And that disagreement within the framework of SNOP is a behavioral issue. It's how do we reconcile the disagreement through constructive conversation to a collaborative consensus so we can all get aligned to a common strategy and purpose. That evolution is people-centered, and that's one of the main points, as you know, in my, my latest book, The Executive Update, is that it's people that makes this stuff work. It's people, people, people. Okay. And that's one of the changes that's occurred, yeah. So I heard in that explanation exactly some of the details and, you know, about what SNOP is. But just just for this audience's sake, let's define it. How do you define SNOP? Yes, it's got three components. The first one, of course, is balancing demand and supply at the volume or family level. And we've learned much more about how the family should be defined over time. But that's the first and foremost. Second is full integration with the financial or fiduciary responsibilities of the business. That's the annual budget. They're one and the same. If you want to know what the annual budget is for next year, as you'd be doing the annual planning, take a snapshot of SNOP and you have it. The ritual of year end is gone because it's all one and the same. Balancing aggregate planning and financial planning, it's all done continuously through SNOP. And the last part is connect strategic planning to -to day-to-day operations. In other words, uh, what do we want? What are we trying to do and why? And have we done it or do we have issues and problems? And it's not just execution. It's sometimes strategy. And the SNOP process is what connects strategy to tactical planning and execution. So it really is three things. But I call it, in summary, it's top management's handle on the supply chain. It's top management's handle on the business. Yeah. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Now, I know one of the things you've really stressed in your book and one of the things, you know, you've, you've always kind of highlighted is that simplicity side, not overcomplicating it. And I think that's really what makes 
SNOP good is, is, is when you don't overcomplicate things. Have that simplicity. I mean, why do you stress simplicity? Yeah, simple things tend to get done because people understand them and buy into them and become emotionally connected. Complex things, it gets studied and analyzed. Uh, there's a lot of people that still think the objective of what we're doing is to harness the complexity. No, you can't do that. What you have to do is simplify the complexity so you can get buy-in by everyone and get a collaborative, collective understanding and unifying of human energy. So simplicity, and I learned that from Oliver White uh, when I first started working with him. He said the ultimate sophistication is simplicity, but don't think that means easy. Being simple is very difficult. It's not simple. But simplicity gets things done. People buy in. They, they, they align human energy, and they all start working in the same direction. But the average person has to understand why and how come. And that's why simplicity plays such a big role. I love that. I love that definition. And it's amazing how, how much, you know, things have changed since, you know, your book was originally written and over the last couple of decades. But it's also the, a lot of the fundamentals you talked about and are talking about really haven't changed. Talked about consensus. Talked really about that. It's the way the, <clears throat> excuse me, the executives are running their business. You talked about the time horizon, really that aggregation and holistic views. And I think one of the things you really try to stress now, because a lot of people still aren't getting it, is that volume versus mix type of picture. Yes, that's a really important distinguishing factor, is that in the very beginning, we didn't distinguish between the two. The way we got volume was by adding up the mix projections, the detailed SKU projections. And that's what I call supermaster scheduling. That's not SNOP at all. SNOP is the volume space. Volume is that space outside the planning time fence, which basically is the cumulative lead time of the product. You need inside that lead time lots of detail. What do we have to buy? What do we have to produce? What do we have to configure? Where do we ship it? All that detail. But that's only for a couple of months into the future. Beyond that, you don't need that detail, and it's confusing. It's complexity. Simplification says, let's look at groupings. And the way we first started Uh, Eric was to add up the detail of the forecasting, get the grouping and say, gee, we can see things a lot more clearly that way. Well, then we learned you don't have to get the volume from the mix. The mix comes from the volume. You anticipate the volume in some family groupings and see trends and patterns tied to extrinsic leading indicators to come up with a volume picture. And as that moves into the planning horizon, then you must break it into detail. Now, in addition to that, we first thought those families were product families. That's based on how we produce the product. No, they have to be market-facing families, which is how we sell the product so we can see demand anticipation more clearly. And then we have to, through simplifying assumptions, convert those volume market-facing families into production families so we can do resource planning, not capacity planning, resource. How many people do we need and what skill sets? How, how much equipment, how many factories, all those sort of, but the big picture. And that simplifies this whole process and gets out of the weeds of the detailed forecasting. We hear so much, and you do much more than I am sure, Eric, see people lost in the weeds of detailed mm-hmm. forecasting, looking for a mathematical solution to forecast at the full granular level for the full planning horizon. 
that's a fool's errand, isn't it? <laughs> that is. And even our research has shown that a middle out approach is going to be a better statistical as far as your, your error, reduction of error. I mean, if you're fighting a losing battle sometimes at that where the noise is. And that gets frustrating and it starts finger pointing. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and, and that's to not that part of human energy, that's that's conflicting human energy. Everybody fighting each other instead of the competition. And that's not really what originally the, the, the focus and the purpose of SNOP was. It's that it's we're, we're making decisions at a higher level of granularity where we can make decisions in an extended planning horizon. Yes. We so. talk about the aggregate, the volume planning. That's where you make strategic, tactical, and fiduciary decisions with risk involvement. And you don't get lost in the weeds, but you can see the big picture quite simply in those aggregate terms and do the policy strategy setting issues that are dealing with running a company in a supply chain. Yeah, to that point, you, you go into an executive in ESNOP process, which, you know, you like that term ESNOP, go, in, yes. go into that ESNOP, uh, executive SNOP, talking about details and, and this item at this location on this week. Yes. Executives don't care. You know, right. <laughs> give me a big picture. <laughs> That's right. If you, if you bring them the detailed picture, that high complexity, what they do is they start having conflicts where they can't go to the meetings yeah. because they're not accomplishing much. That's, right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that really gets to the people side of things. And you mentioned at the very beginning of this, the people. Uh, I know we have AI now and, you know, we got process that's really detailed and important now. I think the people are still important. I mean, would you agree with that? I think it's ultimately without people, none of the rest works. To say that the factory is going to shut off the lights and be a bunch of AI computers uh, is a misnomer. That's not going to happen. It's people-based. It's it's how do we align human energy? I say when you get human energy aligned, that's everybody working to the same plan, you accomplish things never before possible. The complexities of AI and all the mathematics that are involved are helpful, but they're necessary but not sufficient. It's getting the people aligned, the, the organization aligned that makes that happen. You know, I, I'd like to take a moment, Eric, to define what that E is on there. That e please, on please. Is, is over time, uh, we had, if you remember, ERP, Enterprise Resource Planning. Yes. Right in the middle of that was sales and operations planning. And that's where it belongs. But the term ERP got hijacked by the software companies. And when you say ERP today, that's a software package. SNOP is not a software package. It's an alignment of people through aggregate planning. The E is when Tom and I discussed, people were starting to say, SNOP doesn't describe what we're doing because it's not granularity, it's only the volume policy stuff. People came up with different names, you know, integrated business planning and, and a whole bunch of others. And Tom and I said, you know, we've been through that once. Way back in the days we changed the terms and people got so confused it was incredible. Let's not change the term, but let's emphasize that what we're talking about with SNOP is the executive components of aggregate planning where it's the top management's handle on a business. And we didn't change the term. We just put the little e there, which is an adjective, not part of the term, meaning the executive component of SNOP because people were using SNOP as a plenary term involving mix and volume as a general term. Lean people did a lot of that using SNOP as everything other than the aggregate plan. So we use the E just to differentiate. 
that's where the executive lives and the executive component of this aggregate planning. I love that. I love that. And to that point, when you're talking about the people, then what is that role of the executive now? How do how do they integrate into an SNOP process and what's their responsibility in an SNOP process or yeah. ESNOP process? <laughs> it's, it's the word that we sometimes use is culture and culture is maybe a clinical term, but the simple understanding of the word culture is how do people interact with each other? You know, how do they get together to identify, agree on differences and reconcile those differences into a common game plan? SNOP is a reconciler of the differences of people into a common game plan, and that's a behavioral aspect. How do we disagree without being disagreeable? How can we say, I see what you see, but I see it differently, and let me tell you why. That culture of defining how people are going to interact through disagreement is what top management's role is. It's to create the behavior that says we're not here to fight. We're here to align our energies to work together towards competitive pressures that we must sustain. And executive must set that culture of saying we're going to raise and resolve conflict to align human energy and come to a single game plan, set of numbers, a single set of numbers to which we're all going to work understanding that we're going to be smarter next month than we were last month. So we'll be making constant change to that. And that's no P maintains all of that. The executive role is to create the culture of the behavior that says we're here to align our energies, not to conflict with our energies. I, I love that. And, and I've always had a lot of respect for you and, and you're always spot on. And I really appreciate that. And I love the book as well. And one of the things I loved about the book is your final chapter is what you actually call a mini memoir. And if for no other reason, I recommend people who are in the SNOP, you know, field and roles that you get this book just to see your history uh, as well. And I love that part of it. So. We have we have all been blessed uh, with with you, you know, being part of you know everything you've shared, and you actually shared some lessons you've learned. I mean, things like becoming a master of your own destiny. What would be a lesson learned you have for for us that you know follow you and and, and just now starting in the field? Sure. Uh, for me, very early in my life, uh, I learned a lesson that, uh, from a high school football coach that said. Uh, life is a matter of getting lucky, but he defined lucky as when preparation meets an opportunity. The preparation is your part. You got to be prepared, work hard and do well. The opportunities then come along. And if you've prepared well, you'll seize the opportunities. In, in industry, the same thing is true. You have to put yourself in a place where opportunities are going to exist. They're going to come along, but then you got to work your buns off to be prepared so you take advantage of that opportunity. In industry, that happened to me. I worked for 12, 14 years in industry, and I happened to run into a guy named Oliver White that said, things can be different. That was an opportunity. He then worked with me to create what we called, what he called the Class A success, which was a transformational benefit. We improved our return on net investment by 600%. Went from eight to 48% return on investment. And that launched my career. That's after 12 years in industry as a line manager. And I, I went to work for a software company for a number of years to learn that industry from the inside out for not a number of years, one year inside out, which I did with a company called ComServe. And then I joined Oliver White as an associate in 1981 and he passed away in 1982. 
So I was just lucky in my career. And that's what I kind of outlined in that I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but you don't have to be to be successful. You got to be prepared and look for those opportunities as they arise. And uh, I've been very fortunate in being in the right place at the right time and worked hard to take advantage of those opportunities when they showed up. There you go. Well, I want to thank you for being here at this time for this audience. I think it was it was a, definitely another blessing, and, and there's a lot of great information you're able to share. And I, I'm hoping everyone you know takes advantage and and checks out your book then as well. So thank you very much for being part of this. I hope so, and thank you very much. And uh, we'll be seeing you along the path. I'll be seeing you soon. Thanks. That was great, and and I knew it would be. And, and it's some good information about SNOP. And really, the more we see it change, the more we truly see the fundamentals stay the same. I just want to take a little quick second in, in, in my closing remarks here just to highlight then what SNOP is not. If you heard and what you've heard from my previous podcast, SNOP is not just about operations. It really is about connecting planning to the execution. It, but that it's connecting the strategy to the planning to the execution. SNOP is not about individual SKUs and the details. You heard that today as well. SNOP is about the aggregation. It's aggregating time buckets. It's about volume planning then as well. SNOP is not going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen even next month for a lot of companies. It's really about that extended planning horizon and focusing on where you can impact with decisions at an executive level. And SNOP, despite what some people pigeonhole it for, SNOP is not a supply chain process and it's not even a demand planning process. SNOP involves all areas of the business. It is a business process. And SNOP is not about reporting. The reason why so many organizations end up stalling is they end up with a reporting function or a reporting process. SNOP needs to be a decision-making process, a bias towards decisions that are made in every meeting and every function. And it's said it's not about the forecast. Yeah, we want to generate a better outlook of what's going to happen. And SNOP can enable a better forecast. But that's not what it's all about. SNOP is a one-number plan. It's a business plan. It's how we're going to operate our business. It's really about a one-number consensus plan. So when you look at SNOP, it is a business process that aligns all functional area around a unified set of assumptions for coordinated decision making. That is what SNOP is. And if we can, I said, I don't care what we call it. If we align on that definition and understand what SNOP is not and really focus on the fundamentals of what it is, you're going to have a next level SNOP process. Well, that's a wrap. AI down, now SNOP. Well, maybe next podcast I'll take on blockchain. My name is Eric. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. Thank you, Arkiva, for driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Said, Remember, we're going to have our own book on SNOP coming up soon. So subscribe now. Follow me. Uh, go to ibf.org to learn more. And if you're currently not getting their emails, 
check yes subscribe because you're going to get information about when that book drops and a lot of other valuable information this year as well of conferences podcasts uh what other people are doing we're all about sharing information and fostering the growth of our fields this is a membership organization for you so check out ibf.org to learn more and remember as things change there will always be those constants don't forget wash your hands